Spice Radio, 1200 AM, and you're tuned in to The Morning Buzz. You're with me, Natasha. What does a coffee cup say about you? In fact, it's a deal breaker at a job interview. To find out more about that, and of course, a lot more, we have with us this morning, Michelle Slater. She is the director at Indeed. It is the number one job site here in Canada. Warm welcome to you, Michelle. Good morning. So, Michelle, to give you a backstory here, the boss of an accounting firm, Zero, in Australia, Trent Innes, has shared a trick he uses to know if someone should be hired or not. Here's how it works. When someone goes for an interview, Trent takes them to the kitchen, gives them a cup of coffee. After the interview, if you offer to keep the cup back, points scored. If you leave the cup at the table, you just don't get the job. Period. Dot. Now, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, it's a very interesting test, and you know, for throughout the time, over the last, last many, many years, we've seen lots of different tests around personality and kind of trying to get those unique traits to come out in an interview. The one thing that I always think about is that a lot of bias can creep in when these types of tests are done, because people tend to hire and want to hire people that fit in with what the company culture is. And this is a perfect example of it with the coffee cup test that they're looking for people who are just like them. And in Canada, we talk a ton about diversity. And often when we think about diversity, we think of what people look like, maybe their educational background, their gender, their sexual preference. But the other form of diversity, which is really, really important in any type of organization, is diversity of thought. And so tests like this definitely have an affinity bias where you want to hire people just like you and it actually prevents diversity in hiring because you get people who think the same way means there's not as much room for innovation or for growth. And it actually brings the human side to the workplace, right? It's not just about getting someone who's really good at what they do, because, of course, you're searching for the best in the business. But at the same time, you want a human connect. I've also heard about this test where your first interaction with the receptionist or with a waiter is kind of a defining moment of whether you get the job or not. Well, we certainly want to work with people who are kind to other individuals. I think that's a, a common human trait. But if you are going to be looking for a job and there's these types of tests involved, I sometimes question what's the real purpose behind them. Of course, if you're applying for a job like a content marketer or someone who would be editing uh, materials and the right employer asks you to submit a writing sample or has you do a test around your editing skills, that's a completely reasonable ask. But there is this, you know, as I was saying earlier, this affinity bias, this opportunity for you know, do you fit in, do you not fit in, that can actually, I think, hinder growth in organizations. So in certain circumstances, I fully agree with doing some tests, and other ones, I do question them. Okay, and you must have definitely heard of some weird psychological tests or even weird questions being asked at interviews. Anything that comes to mind? I think that in interviews, when you're going into it, you want to be prepped to be able to showcase your skill set, what your education background is, what you can actually positively contribute to the organization. And so when you get those odd questions that come out, such as if you were an animal, what type of animal would you be? Right. You need to be prepared and be able to pivot and kind of think on your feet. But it does not really tell very much about you as a person and what you can provide to the organization. It's, it's kind of funny and quirky and maybe shows a little bit of your personality. But at the end of the day, when you're hiring someone, whether it's 
for a small business or a big organization, you really need to find out if the person has the skills you're looking for. I don't know if I said I'm a tiger, if, if I had to answer <laughs> that question, what does that actually say? Not too much, really. Right. I mean, I don't know what would my boss think if I said I want to be a llama. But <laughs> I mean, just just looking at the job market today, Michelle, it's a tough job market. So what are employers really looking at? Are they really looking at your educational qualifications, your training, or are they willing to take the risk with someone who really is willing to learn and probably showcases other skills? It is a, an interesting job market right now. You're 100% right about that. And I think it depends on the industry as well as the area that you're looking for work as to the openness that employers have. We strongly believe in what I call skills-based hiring, where you look at a person's background, the skills, the attributes that they have, and they, uh, what are their values in terms of learning and development. And often, if you can find a great employee who is coachable and trainable, that's sometimes better than having the absolute perfect fit. We know in any type of relationship, whether it's a job relationship or a personal relationship, no one is 100% perfect all the time. And so hiring someone who can grow into the role can provide that level of energy, innovation, growth that um, will help your organization is really the best type of employee to hire. So yes, we see employers looking at education, background, skill set, but it also is about how that employee can contribute to the organization in a meaningful way. And Michelle, you have your pulse on the job market being at Indeed. You've heard also of these viral trends, whether it's quiet quitting, loud quitting, and name it. I mean, do you think that really works in finding the right job? There's a couple of different ways to look at it. Quiet quitting has been, it's kind of the new phenomenon, but I think it's been around for a long time. We just haven't used those terms in the, in, in the past. To me, when employers are looking at who they want to hire, they're wanting somebody who can contribute to the organization. And for job seekers who are looking for that dream job, believe me, it is out there. And the tips that we offer people who are looking for a new job is to know what, know what you want yourself. What do you value? What are you looking for in an employer? What type of company are you wanting to work for? And then to find that fit. So find the organization that gives you the pay you want, the benefits, the location, and at that point in time, do some research. And you can get there. You can find that nice fit with the great job seeker for an employer who's looking to hire somebody, as well as um, the person who's looking for a job to find their dream company. Even though the market is challenging, there's lots of opportunities still. Right. And as a woman yourself, do you think women are now becoming more vocal in asking for the pay that they deserve? We do know of pay disparity, right? We do. And unfortunately, it's still a fact in Canada that women are paid less than men. We recently did a study at Indeed where we surveyed over 1,500 Canadian women. And we actually found out from that study that women are not asking for raises. And the people that do, the women who do ask for raises, 80% of them received an increase in their compensation. Nice. So the only have to do is ask. And for all the women listening, please ask for more money. And 80% of you will most likely get it. Um, and it's having that confidence to put yourself out there, whether it's applying for a job where you might not have all the qualifications, but you've got a, a good chunk of them. Women hold themselves back, whereas men are much more vocal, and they're even applying for jobs where they might not have 100% of the qualifications. So for the women out there, have some confidence. 
ask for what you deserve. Yeah, ask and you shall receive. <laughs> now, yes. let, let's get on with some few tips, some psychological tips on how to ace an interview, whether it comes to how we dress, how we present ourselves, how we talk. I'd like your expert advice on that. For a lot of people, we don't do job interviews very often, and it's natural to be nervous. It's natural to feel a little bit uncomfortable in a situation where you might not have had as much practice. So my very first tip is to find a friend, a family member, someone you trust, and do a mock interview with them. Practice makes perfect, but practice will give you a lot more confidence when you go into a job interview. The next tip I have is to do your homework and get get prepared. Understand what the company is all about. Do some research with our friends on the internet and have a little look at what the company mission is, what some of the employees talk about, what they look like, how they dress at work, um, and do your research so that you go into that job interview being prepared. And the third thing is, quite honestly, take a deep breath before you go into the interview. Have a smile. What's the worst that can happen? Just give yourself a little bit of a break and try to ease some of the pressure that we place on ourselves internally. And with those three tips of doing some practice and mock interviews with your friends or family, getting your research done, and taking a moment and pause and reflecting, take a deep breath, you'll have a much better and much more successful interview. And Michelle, in this digital age, how do we make the most of what Indeed has to offer when we apply for jobs? At Indeed, our mission is to help all people get jobs. And we have tons of information available on our website. Uh, if you're looking to find out if a company is going to be a good fit for you, then check out our company pages where you can see a workplace well-being score. It takes in 12 different attributes of what makes for happier work. So it's one spot to start. Another spot to start is that if you haven't already added your application and signed up with an account on Indeed, start there. Upload your resume and then sign up for jobs that you're interested in. It takes a lot of work to find a new job. And believe me, I know it's almost a full-time job to find a new full-time job, but Indeed can make it a lot easier for you by sending you daily updates with jobs that you might be interested in. And then the third thing is that if your resume is old, and you haven't gone through an interview in a long time, we do have career services available that can review your resume, give you tips on how you can improve it, or even rewrite it for you from complete scratch. And we've got career coaches who can help go through mock interviews with you as well. So there's lots of tools, lots of advice that Indeed offers. Michelle, before I let you go, the wise words of philosopher Confucius, choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. Well, it works for me. I love my job. And it's what defines some people's lives. But not many people are lucky to find their job. So my question to you is, in the real world, do you do what you love or begin loving what you do? Well, it's not a hard question. <laughs> Personally, I also love my job. And I wake up most mornings, not every morning, but most mornings, quite happy to be going to work. For some people, Life outside of work is much more important for them, and so their job is a means to an end, and I fully understand that. And for other people, their job, because we spend so many hours at work, thinking about work and doing our job, it's important to find a sense of happiness. But for me, I wouldn't want to be in the medical field. I'm a queasy person. I don't like the sight of blood, and so that wouldn't be a happy job for me. So I think that's the wonderful thing about Canada is there's so many opportunities for all of us to find the job that fits our needs, what we believe in, what we value, and also, quite frankly, what makes us happy. So it's to each their own. Um, do some self-reflection, though, if you're thinking of switching careers or getting your very first job. 
and think about what really matters to you. Spend some time reflecting with your friends and family and bounce off some ideas and talk to as many people as you can because there's so many new opportunities out there with the, um, the proliferation of technology that jobs today might not have existed five to ten years ago. So, you know, wish everybody the best of luck getting their next best job. And um, I think that there's lots of opportunities for Canadians to find the job of their dream. On that very positive note, Michelle, thank you so much for this beautiful, warm interaction. We wish you a wonderful day ahead. Thanks very much. It's lovely to chat today. Same year. We were in conversation with Michelle Slater, director at Indeed, the number one job site in Canada, talking about how a coffee cup can be a deal breaker in a job interview and, of course, how to ace the job interviews to get you your dream job. I'm Natasha. It's back to Woo Music. Stay tuned to Spice Radio 1200 AM.